It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host Edie Summers, and we've had we've been on a bit of a break, but we're coming back um, in full style here. Um, my my amazing guest today is Summer Rain Oaks. I can't wait to talk to her, and I I know that so many of you out there probably have um, questions for her and comments as well. So please call in. Um, I'm going to give you the number really quickly. Um, we are live here on the air, and the call-in number is uh, 619-393-2911. Again, that's 619-393-2911, and I am speaking today with Summer Rain Oaks. Summer has taken an unlikely career path, having parlayed her background in environmental science and entomology with a successful career as a fashion model. Uh, considered one of the foremost authorities in sustainable design, Oaks has co-founded the award-winning online materials marketplace source for style I encourage you to check it out it's amazing she's authored the best-selling style guide style naturally again I also encourage you to check that out it's an amazing book and she's also the creative designer behind her line of recycled optics and shades called eco by summer rain oaks she has also collaborated on collections with Pela shoe source Portico Home and Avino, and was the muse behind the creation of the Prius C Toyota. Even who even went so far as to name a paint color in her honor. And I'll have to confirm this with Summer, but I think she doesn't even have a driver's license. So I thought that's pretty cool. Um, Summer is formerly an on-air correspondent for Discovery Network's Planet Green. She has once again turned to the media world, producing an award-winning environmental art short entitled Extinction, which is electrifying. I encourage you to check that out. And also a weekly conversation-style video series, which launches this April 2013. Vanity Fair has named Oaks as a global citizen. Outside called her one of the top environmental activists, and CNBC called her one of the top 10 green entrepreneurs of 2010. Oaks lives in Brooklyn with her two dozen exotic insects, which I definitely need to know more about. And you can also follow her at twitter.com, srokes, and of course check out her website. She's on summerrain.net as well as summerrain.com. And I'm just going to bring Summer on the line right now. Um, Summer, thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your busy schedule. And I just, first of all, Summer, 
there are so many questions I want to ask you, but first I just want to ask you, um, why do you love nature so much? And I know that I know that you're really passionate. I saw in one of your films you say you come alive when you're outside, and I know that sustainability is a huge part of who you are, but I'm wondering, just on the really deep level, what is it about nature that you love so much? Yeah, I think when it, you're a kid, you don't really have the language to describe why you love something, um, you know, so much. And I think that now that I'm older and probably a little bit more cerebral, we have uh, we have that we have that language in our back pocket. But you know, when I'm when I was a kid, it's just like I love to draw and I love to draw nature and I love to be out, na- out outside and and I, you know, really found myself lost in my mother's National Geographic magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a shame that uh, that you know we don't kind of collect that stuff any longer um, because it was it was exactly that kind of I was engrossed in and um, and I was fortunate because I I grew up in a in a pretty idyllic area but it was it was really the the um, you know kind of the the phenomenal vistas and people mm-hmm. and places that I saw in National Geographic that I think allowed mm-hmm. me to dream outside of outside of the borders. So, you know, who knows exactly what it was that, that makes you tick, but, you know, you mentioned some of the, the talks that I've given. I mean, I always tell people mm, to, like, really yeah. do, do what makes you come to life because if that's what you're you're passionate about, then, you know, that's, that's what you're going to um, want to devote your life to. Mm, I love the way you say that. And actually, I have a quote from you. I hope it's okay if I quote this. Um, I was just... Um, you, we were, yeah, I was just. You were mentioning that I was just watching you. I mean, you're a you're a keynote speaker as well as everything else that you do. You're, um, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, you're an environmental scientist um, for one thing. You're an entomologist, and then you're an environmental activist as well, and and then you're an eco model, which is what I I read somewhere that you said you kind of use that as like your kind of like your way into that's sort of like the <laughs> I don't yeah, know maybe you can. That was definitely the wolf in sheep's clothing tactic, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think all, yeah. you know all those, all of those, you know, all these titles. I mean, I think that we always get mm-hmm. kind of caught up on our in our own titles, but um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, I, I think mm-hmm. that you just have to kind of find what really resonates with you. And I, I was just chatting with a, a friend, and I said, you know, it almost doesn't matter um, what I do as long as I'm somehow you know fulfilling fulfilling that passion. And it could be, mm. you know, it could be a passion for anything. It could be, you know, somebody might have a passion for coffee. Somebody might have a passion for architecture. Somebody might have a passion for design. And um, and you might then, you know, kind of find a title that allows you to to fulfill that passion. And and for me, it was just kind of trying to figure out new ways to um, communicate uh, uh, environmental issues. And I and I kind of struggled with it because, you know, some of my best friends were just not people who are in the same field, and I wanted to get mm-hmm. um, a I wanted to get an opportunity to share it with people like them, um, like friends, mm-hmm. friends of mine who just weren't like in the same sector. And um, we often, I think, find ourselves saying what disconnects us versus what connects us. And so, um, environment, I thought, yes. was a real disconnecting part. People. People just didn't feel the same type of passion of it, passion for it that I did, and so I thought, well, you know, there's got to be cooler ways in order to be able to connect that passion. It could be through humor, 
it could be through you know dance, it could be through music, and and I thought, well, you know, what about what about through fashion? And so that was kind of my foray into okay. into the the industry and learning about it a little bit more. I see, and I love that. That is kind of a fresh a fresh approach, and that's also. Um, they say that you know people pay attention um, when they when they need when they need something or when they need to change something. Um, so I mean, in fashion is, um, I think it's you know it's it's part of our personalities. It's and it's something that's already out there. So like you said, it's the perfect way to sort of kind of slip in through the back door. And yet, I mean, of course, I mean to me, it's obvious that you were meant to do this just from watching you speak. Um, and I have to say also, I do want to read this quote from you that if it's okay with you that you did say in one of your, your sure. speeches. But um, but first, before I say that, um, I do have to say that the first place I saw you was, I saw you, I think I'm, a, I'm really into alternative health, and so I'm always picking up those magazines. And I think I saw you on, I think it was Natural Health or something, and I just saw your picture, and but you radiated this energy and intelligence and passion even just from that picture. And, of course, then I read the article and there was something about you that stood out. So I think that you're you're definitely getting your you're coming across. And so it, it sounds to me like you do inhabit that passion, and that's one of the most inspiring things about you to me. I mean, as little as I know you, is that, um, or though in the capacity that I can know you, is that you you definitely um, inhabit your in passion, and you're a force of nature, summer I would say, which is kind okay. of fitting but considering I mean, I what you do. I, I, I mean, I really I really appreciate the the, the comments, and I I think that you know one of the one of the um, things that I've realized, kind of particularly working within the fashion industry, because you're there to you know project an image, and um, mm-hmm. what I was not ever able to um, rectify or try to justify or figure out was the fact of like I I'm only really good at being myself. Um mm, I never kind of yeah. I never kind of was was good at playing a part and the whole purpose of, of fashion is to sometimes play a part. And mm-hmm. um and so you know it was it was something that it, you know that's that's difficult I think for all of us no matter what jobs we do where you know why? Why is it that we have to exercise our passions when we come home, like after we close the door of, mm-hmm. of you know, our businesses or what we do on our nine to five job? How come we can't bring that into all aspects of our life? And so that's that's something you know that I, I struggled with. And you know, you had mentioned um, you know just just a couple minutes before how you said, well, this seems seems so natural that you would do this, but it wasn't. It's not always so natural. Like you, you struggle and you build and you, you know, the the idea of kind of, you know, expressing your values, and who you are as a person, didn't exist within the fashion industry, and trying to create that platform was a very difficult, arduous journey, and it exists really? now. So anybody who comes in to the industry can now have the language or has somebody to point to to be like, that's what I want to do. But mm-hmm. prior to that, it wasn't being done. And, you know, I met a lot of wonderful, wonderful women uh, who are now friends who, you know, I just said, like my one friend, Mac, um, out of the U.K., she was uh, quite a big model. She still models, but she was uh, quite a big model in the 90s. And she said, you know, I, I just remember that the only values that we could exercise within the fashion industry was I wasn't going to model for a fur company or an alcohol company, and mm-hmm. and 
there wasn't any other language um, around it. And so I think that we've reached a point where we now have that. And, I, and, and so I think that there is, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is no reason, there should be no reason why we can't exercise our values through all aspects of our life. And it's easier said than done. You have to kind of work for it and, and help other people along the way that to say, hey, you know, actually this is okay. You know, if I'm going to represent a brand or a product or I'm going to put my face on it, I actually want to represent so much more. So I appreciate, I, I appreciate what you said on the Natural Health, Health magazine. And actually when I shot that cover, I remember they called me and they said, I don't know if we want you on the cover. And I said, well, why the hell not? And they said, well, you're just so, you're just so Good for you. sexy. Like, you're just like, you're too sexy. You're like, you won't be relatable. And I'm like, dude, you've never seen me smile. Like, I have like, you know, these, these oh. big, you know, it's kind of like my dad. Like, he looks like a badass until he like, sh- he, until he shares, like, shows his dimples. And then you're just like, whoa, you know. You can, and, you, and you have the ability, you know, to really connect with people. And I, and I said, well, I'm, grateful that you know you you think like my you do have that absolutely well you were you were radiating you were radiating but i think you were radiating your inner they say that i mean radiate they say that radiance is beauty of your soul so i think that's what i was thinking i was also in a field of lavender and honeybees which no one else wanted to like go in and i was just like give me all the honeybees (laughs) i was like i felt like i was uh you know the the um uh, I just felt like I was in heaven in there, so yeah. Mm, it looked like it too. And so there, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about because you mentioned honeybees too. Um, but first of all, I just want to let's just start with your, if you're, if it's okay with you. And I, I'm still going to bring up this quote, but I'm kind of saving it because it's a really, really good one. But um, I'm saving it for a really key moment here. But um, I was wondering if you could just share with the, the, our listeners your backstory because you're talking about how. What you were, what I heard you saying is when you're talking about um, the fashion industry and, and paving your way, you you had to pave the way for what now seems effortless, and um, and sort of create that niche um, where yeah, you can I wanna, stand up for yourself. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to take too much credit because the only way for you to be able to to trailblaze a path is by mm-hmm. linking it on to other other people and other things that already pre-exist. It, oh, absolutely. It's very. You know, it's very difficult to kind of do things on your own, and I have I've received mm-hmm. a lot of wonderful help along the way. But I think one of the the biggest pieces of advice that I would have to say is never be shy and to tell people about what you want to do or what or why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, my first agency out of um, out of college was um, was Boss Models, and just. What, what's today? Today's the 21st, just five 21st. days ago. Yeah, just five days ago, my first agent from, from Boss Models who, you know, who picked me up, but they, was just, they were just starting a women's modeling division. And, uh, and I sat with him and the other agent, and they really took a chance on me because I wasn't like the typical person. And I came in and I'm like, look, it, this is why I'm here. I, I really want to connect environmental issues with, with fashion. And, you know, at that time, you know, that was, that was, I mean, it was, I think it was 2004, 2005, like nobody like had even heard of anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And guaranteed there was not one woman within an agency who was like, I just want to exclusively align my work with this. And, uh, and they gave me a lot of lines. And, um, and I remember, you know, uh, Justin looked at me and he was just like, look at 80% of the jobs won't be available to you because your hips are two inches too big. 
And <sighs> I looked at him and I was like, I just shared with you like my deepest core passions about what I'd like to do. And, mm-hmm. and you're giving me this line. I said, first of all, I don't even want, I don't want 90% of the jobs. I don't want 95% of the jobs. Forget <laughs> about like my hips. Like, and, I, and I had this, I had this, you know, presence that I was just like, God, if mm-hmm. you think hip, my hips are going to stop me from doing my passions, mm-hmm. which are far greater Gosh. than any of the kind of trivialities of, of the fashion industry, I said, wouldn't you're sadly mistaken. Wow. And and I said this to wow. him, and he was impressed, and they signed me on the spot, but it didn't really kind wow. of work out. And um, and I told him, I said, look, if you if you help invest in in my career, I said, I I it will be a good return. And so, funny enough, mm-hmm. like he left eventually. I mean, I left before he did, and um, and he just wrote me a note uh, the the other day, and he goes, you know, summer, awesome job. Have you ever thought about visiting Sustainable South Bronx and working um, with their organization? Uh, he's like, I believe it would be a perfect match. Um, I believe in your purpose. This is somebody mm-hmm. who's now eight years removed from me, and mm-hmm. and I have to say to get it to get an email like that to to know that the fortitude that I had, you know, eight years ago um, to now it is is really remarkable because you stand for something and and you just can't yeah. be shy um about that. And that's and summer I think that's what I picked up on when you when I saw your um your demo reel for when you're um for doing keynote speaking um because and I think that is I mean again as little as I know you that seems like one of your amazing strengths and and you're right I mean there's so little time as it is um and I think especially for women especially probably in the fashion fashion industry and maybe especially for um the female models um you know to have somebody I mean I'm so glad that things turned out as they did um between you and him um and that he remembered that about you you know, but it's but it's so interesting, like that they were, you know, looking at your hips, saying that, you know, you're. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny the way we're marginalized, um, and yet, um, well, go ahead. This is it's the perfect yeah, it's the perfect thing. We're inclined not to be the best people that we can be because, mm-hmm. for one reason or another, it's it's. You know, I remember him telling me, like, look at. He pulled me aside, and I, he's like, I. You know, I I totally believe in this, but I don't want to lose my job, or you know, whatever it might be um, mm-hmm. that was that was ailing him. Because um, I came back also with uh, with the the contract marked up. Um, I was like, no, these things are unfair in the contract, <laughs> and and, um, and he's like, look, I, I, I speak to the to the boss, but he's like, I I don't want to lose my job, and so I think like it's you're that he was programmed and dictated and puppeteered to tell something to me that quite frankly just you know if you're if you're out of the box and kind of challenging the status quo of a system it um it doesn't work and um mm-hmm. and I think that we all need to kind of recognize this about ourselves and be like okay well if I'm working within a system if I'm working within a box you know how do I take that box and turn it into like how do I work with it and turn it into origami and so that's what mm-hmm. I'm always kind of trying to Trying to do with, with my work, and the question is, it, it's you know, it's not not easy for somebody. You know, you get a lot of people who are like, I want to start my own business, or I want to do this, and you know, how how do I start, or you know, where do I start, or how long should I go for? You have to answer those questions for yourself because mm-hmm. um, you might be passionate about it, but you might not be able to to turn it into a business, and and that's and that's where you know, kind of the journey 
and the character building um, takes place. Hmm. And and also what I hear you saying is that in speaking your own truth, isn't that maybe what does open some of those doors and it makes the Absolutely. journey easier? Absolutely, because you know a lot of people want to hold on to their ideas and uh, and not share it, and and I'm like the complete opposite. I'm just like share those ideas out because you know mm-hmm. it, it did not benefit me. If I if I went through, let me just picture this: if I went through the fashion industry not telling anybody about what I wanted to do, do you think mm-hmm. that they would have like you know kind of I would have been sent on like all these castings that didn't make sense for me that took me away from my vision? You know, two years down the line, I could be you know waitressing at a, you know, at a, and, and trying to do a fashion career that wasn't even, you know, something that I wanted. And, you know, exactly. and, and, and along, the, along that way, I was, I was, I told, I, I wore my heart on my sleeve, whether it's naivete mm-hmm. or whether it was, you know, just kind of who I was or am. And, um, and in that process, I found other people who were into it and wanted to help and wanted to make introductions. And, and it was those it was those people that I ended up help, like helping build my my career um, from one wow. point to the next, and uh, and you wouldn't have those people in your life if you didn't tell them about what you were doing, what you stood for, and and what mm-hmm. makes you tick. Mm. And this is, I mean, this is really striking in core with me, Summer, and I'm sure it is with a lot of people too. Um, so, and I just um, because it, it changes everything. It's um, you know, it's in it's in the details, right? Um, life is in the details. So, so be. I love how you say wear your heart on your sleeve. And I'm going to share this quote that you say um, from one of your um, speeches. You say, "Go forth in your life with vigor and passion. Strive to see yourself in every single person that you meet." Know that the goal you are working toward, let that be your guiding light and go forward in life in, in, as a human being. And I just, I absolutely love that quote. You said it, you say it much, uh, much better than I just said it there, but it's, it's really powerful. I mean, um, you're, that's, you are kind of like a, it's, I like that you're a, a woman that is, um, sort of shining a light on sustainability. I like those those two. Um, I like that, that, that those two parts coming together. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. I don't know. There, I mean, well, it's I, not that, it's not that men aren't into sustainability too, but there's something about a woman. Well, it's you know it's a, it's a good point that you make, and actually one of the organizations that I'm really close with, uh, Reinforced Action Network, um, they recently mm-hmm. just lost. Their executive director, uh, Becky, um, she actually drowned in, in Mexico, and she wasn't e- she wasn't even forty years old yet. She was uh, she was still thirty nine. And uh, I remember and reading about her. Oh, yeah, and, and you know she awful. had just you know written to me um, a couple months before they were going to throw their uh, benefit out here in February, and it it really hit me. It struck me because God, I had just just seen her even four months before that she was here in New York and you know she was just like full of life and and um was one of the the rare women within the sustainability movement who 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 kind of just got up on her feet and and rose to the challenge and there there are other women out there of course but um not as not as many as as, as that are celebrated and um mm-hmm. And Rainforest Action Network was just like, God, you know, we wish we, we, we might, we, we really want to get another woman because there's very few that are out there that have risen to kind of the leading nonprofits. I mean, you see more now than ever. I mean, especially like social entrepreneurs 
I mean, Benita and I, you know, started Source for Style, and, and, but, you know, as you're going through the process as a woman kind of starting a business or a nonprofit or an organization, you start to re- realize some of the inequities. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I, I didn't experience any of those inequities in college. Um, and I ended up, I remember getting a grant, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a women's research grant. And mm-hmm. these were women who were my my seniors at the time. They were probably like in their their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they came to all of us, us women who had received the award, and they they wanted to talk about it. Almost became like a therapy session of like talking about the inequities in science and and did we ever feel marginalized like within class? And and I was just like, no. Like we're all like <laughs> looking around. We're like, no, not at, not at all. Like totally feel you know, mm-hmm. completely um, our own woman. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, so it's, it's, it's strange that, uh, that it was, people had felt that way before, but they, it was those women that kind of trailblazed that path for us to feel mm-hmm. equal. Right. And now, okay. now right. I see, like, more women kind of starting their own businesses. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've gone through the process. I went through, we raised a, a venture capital round for, for Source for Style and, and you can start seeing where some of those um, inequities or disconnects actually are happening for, for women who mm. want to start their own businesses, for example. Hmm. That's very interesting. Um, so it still exists, but although we've made progress, um, there are still areas that it's um, maybe within, like you were just talking about, um, maybe in entrepreneurship. or, But also um, in Source for Style, I know that you connect um, people with – Say, is it like um, like textiles and fabrics that are, and like also, is it uh, fair trade? Do you work with fair trade too? Like that's also connecting with maybe potentially women in other parts of the world, right? Who are um, yeah, that's exactly right. Entrepreneurs. Yes, it's a it's a the whole idea behind it was like you know for designers we wanted to be able to connect designers to sustainable suppliers around the world, and a lot of about seventy. 70 to 75 percent of um, people who work within kind of the manufacturing, the textile sector are actually women. So inevitably, mm-hmm. by, by putting those groups together, you not only help solve the problem of reducing sourcing time, which designers say they spend up to 85 percent of their time sourcing, but you're actually also solving the problem of being able to develop market access to women and men in different parts of the world who can't get their wares out to in the U.S. or European marketplaces. So, um, okay. uh, Source for Style, we started in, in 2009, and uh, uh, Benita, my business partner, is now running it. Um, I stepped away last year, but we are sourcing in over 30 countries, and we supply products to over 70 designers in over 76 countries around the world. Wow. And that, that again, this is an online, it's an award-winning online materials marketplace. It's called Source for Style. That's four as a number. So source, the word source, and then four, the number four, and then the word style. Source for Style. Um, you should go check it out. It's a really great website. And um, so I was wondering, um, we're going to take a short break pretty soon here, but I was wondering if we could really get down into the nitty-gritty of sustainability. Um, how can people who are maybe curious about you know, environmental activism and um, sustainability. How, if they're curious, but they're not really sure what to do, um, I'm wondering if we could just get, get down into the trenches more about how they can get more active, inspired, um, et cetera. So, 
Does that sound good to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I had to say about it is, like, the one thing that's really inspiring to me is when you're able to actually share something with somebody. Like, you have another person's energy um, in the in the in the room or in your community that you're mm-hmm. you're kind of connecting with. And I think that something that we've kind of lost along the way over the last like number of years with sustainability is that we we're so focused on kind of the utilitarian aspects, like the changing of the light bulbs, the taking the the cloth bag, you know, all these little things that I think, yes, definitely make a difference. But what's going to really, I think, make a true difference in your life and have that kind of positive feedback loop is if um, you're, you're connecting or making someone else's life better. And in that, I think it, it makes your own life better. And, and, you know, part of that speech that I was given, um, I think it was actually the Sam's Club, is, uh, mm-hmm. or it might not have been, it could have been somewhere else, but you know, to see yourself in another human being, I think that is so important. Like, you know, being able to um, connect with your, connect with people who may not look or act or think like you, it's the one way that you're going to, to really be able to, to make a difference. And coming to the fashion industry was a, a total 180-degree shift, mind shift for me because mm-hmm. – I, I didn't look or act or think like a lot of the people that I, I deal with in the fashion industry, but by <laughs> moving into that and kind of seeing yourself in them and seeing their point of view, you know, I was able to, in, in some ways, like move mountains. And um, so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when mm-hmm. it gets down to the nitty-gritty, it's actually really simple. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to do something for your, your home or your family or your community, um, do it with somebody else. I mean, I just, I just, uh, I had my dad come over, and I, I don't spend a tremendous amount of time with my father. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I just put up a, a giant vertical garden in my my bedroom. And um, I saw that. Yeah. He posted on my Facebook page, and he goes, you know, it looks great, but where are your uh, where are your edibles? And I said, well, that's interesting. You know, I should I should have an edible vertical garden. So um, I went mm-hmm. online and I found kind of this this mason jar. Um, herb garden thing that you could do. And it's very simple. You just need mason jars and soils and rocks, um, hose clamps and, and a board and some, you know, um, nails or screws to kind of put into the wall. And, of course, some plants. And uh, and I sent them this picture and I said, well, hey, do you want to come up and, and build this with me? And uh, and he was, and my dad loves to, to, he's very handy and he loves to build and he's like, this would be fun. So, um, you know, he came up, and I tell you, it was, like, the most fun that I've ever had with my father. Um, really? I mean, really. It was, it was like, Aww. an activity that we both loved and engaged in, and, you know, since posting that video and the photos online, I mean, I've had, like, six people write me that, like, I am totally stealing this idea. I've had another person say, like, I want to borrow your father, you know, can you help me do this? You know, and, and, and it makes him feel so wonderful. And, and it's, it's like me, in a way, kind of spreading the joy of showing, like, what, what we've done together in order, and, and hopefully it manifests in other people's lives. And one of my friends is actually inspired enough to build a vertical garden in his house. Um, you know, and, and I think that, like, just changing your atmosphere of your own house and your own life and your own community is, is mm-hmm. really where the inspiration lies. And so for mm-hmm. me, it's not about kind of unplugging your, you know, your plugs or, you know, kind of unscrewing your light bulbs and putting in LED light bulbs. I mean, that helps, but it doesn't go a long way as far as um, inspiring other people to do the same unless you're kind of 
doing it in a manner that um, that is really meaningful for for other folks. And so I think that uh, that by engaging in activities with other people to make their lives better, um, or to mm-hmm. create greater bonds between you and your friends and your communities or your family, I think that's kind of the way to go. I, th- I think it's just very simple, and we we tend to overlook those those um, simple ideas. Mm, I think that's really interesting. I've never heard that before, and it and that also really helps with just the the fact that we are all connected and sort of to remind ourselves of that. Um, and sort of reinforce those connections too. We we live in a we live in a life where we are engaging in kind of a lot of perfunctory relationships and a lot mm-hmm. of perfunct, perfunctory conversations and 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 it and it feels very superficial for me. And I I think mm-hmm. that that you miss out on um, the depth of of the world and of people's lives. And um, and I think that it's those things that really kind of for, forward us and humanity along. And um, it's part of the reason why I'm embarking um, with my friend Paul on this on this new venture, which is uh, a, vid- a weekly conversation style video series. And it's all about having a conversation. Um, the, the two precursors are one, it's about people who give a damn. These are these are people who are kind of moving humanity forward and you know it could be in the social sense it could be in the environmental sense and the second aspect of it is that these people have to be willing to be vulnerable they have to be willing to to share a piece of themselves that they might have not articulated before they have to share their their personal philosophies or some challenges or the times that was like really rough for them or you know some of the more humorous aspects um self-deprecating aspects of their life and i think that you know, these are the things that um, that that really allow us to get insight into an industry or a person or into ourselves, for that matter. And so, um, I'm launching this weekly series uh, next month. So we'll we'll have you know, 52 different episodes, um, one a week, and uh, it's with uh, you know people that normally people might not have access to, but um, these are folks now who are kind of opening up something new. And it's because it's not necessarily an interview where it's looking for these, you know, cute little sound bites where, to be honest with you, we get, you know, it's, we get nothing. It's like eating, like, hors d'oeuvres and not, not ever fulfilling your hunger. Um, mm. You know, this, this is kind of the, this is the, this is the, the dinner. You're getting the full mm-hmm. dinner. Um, and afterwards, <laughs> you're, you're not even going to have room for dessert because it, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a full conversation. So that's kind of what we're embarking on um, uh, on now, and it, and I have to tell you that both for the both the guests and myself, it's been a very therapeutic experience. That sounds amazing, Summer. And where can people? Is this going to be available online, or where can they find this um, weekly conversation style video series that you're launching? Um, they'll be able to tune in to all the episodes on my personal website at summerrain.net. That's s u m m e r r a y n e dot net on Huffington Post. Um, and we're talking with two other distri- um, distributed, uh, distributors right now, so I don't want to I don't want to give their names unless it's, it's there. But if you go to my mm-hmm. website, you'll be able to see where um, where you can see it as well. I mean, it'll be on Google TV and YouTube, that type of stuff as well. So okay. um, you can take a look at it at it there, and it's definitely going to be on Huffington Post because that's already something that we discussed. That sounds perfect, and um, it sounds. I mean, you have so many amazing projects, and um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I would love to talk 
um, in more detail about some of your projects um, that you've done. Um, Extinction, um, it's an amazing short film, and also Beyond the Wild, Saving the Sacred Headwaters. Um, I'd just like to go a little bit deeper into um, some of the projects that you've done, your story, um, and just, uh, you know, sustainability, um, just your passion. So um, we're going to take a really, really short break, everyone, and we will be right back. Um, You're listening to The Wellness Coach on Block Talk Radio. everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to my interview with Summer Rain Oaks. Um, She is an environmental activist who has a degree as an environmental scientist as well as a degree in entomology. Um, She is an eco-model. She's walked the the runways. Um, She's been um, on the covers of magazines. However, her deepest passion is sustainability. And um, she's here today to talk about um, all of her, the way that her passion has manifested um, in some incredible ways. Um, Summer Rain has taken an unlikely career path. Um, again, she parlayed her background in environmental science and entomology into a successful career as a fashion model, um, also known was um, was known as an eco model today. Um, and she has worked with uh, people, different companies such as uh, is it Payless Shoe Source and Nike. Um, Nike is just right down the road from me here, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about um, what that's up, what you did with them. Um, she also was the muse behind the creation of the Prius C, um, and they even named a paint color in her honor. And um, Summer, you'll have to confirm this. Um, do you have a driver's license now, or is that like an old piece of information? I'm kind of I curious do not. about that. I do not. <laughs> I do not. Okay. It's, become a, it's become a vestigial structure in my life. I've never really owned a car, so. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, it was, it was a it was a. It was so funny that um, you know Toyota's like we created this car for you, and I was like, oh, well, you could have called me because I don't even have a driver's license. <laughs> but um, but it was it was um, it was really you know kind of flattering nonetheless because their designers and engineers were were so inspired to kind of you know just they they said I embodied what what they considered the the active ego optimist. And I was like, well, this mm. ego optimist doesn't drive. That's how optimistic <laughs> she is. <laughs> so, but um, but uh, but That's it was really lovely kind of meeting the designers and engineers, and and it was it was uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to drive, and it was fun to put <laughs> them on edge because I didn't have a driver's license. So. <laughs> I think that is so funny, um, but that's that's what I love about you is that that dichotomy, and that's that's perfect because you're just exactly you know you're you're just who you are, and that's what um, makes everything work around you, and, and they even you know <laughs> um, even even for them to go as far as to <laughs> to name that car after you, and I think that's really funny. But um, so I was so I was watching uh, that that short film, The Extinction, and. Um, all the you guys were saying all these facts about like by the time you're like for the one that really struck me is by the time you're 50 all the lions will be extinct in the wild. Yeah, and well, just, I mean that just, made my heart drop. Uh, I mean, just to to give a background for for every everyone listening, I mean, extinction was yeah. a, an environmental art short that uh, that I did kind of on the 
the, the weekends while we were building Source for Style, and it was just something that I had to get off my chest. I mean, you, you, you must, like, feel those those days where you're just like, I just have to just have to say this, or I just have to, you know, bring this to life. And at that point, um, my mentor, who was the, the closest person in my life, um, had just passed. And uh, mm. the day that we started shooting this film, actually, he had passed. And then um, I... I wanted to devote the film to him, so it kind of took on a whole new life um, as we started to film it. And uh, the concept behind it was to showcase that the most pressing environmental issues are not happening thousands of years from now, but they're happening within a lifetime. And I narrate it on the timeline of my life from, from birth to death. And, um, of course, it's, it's you know, pretty... Uh, visceral when you're mm-hmm. you're being able to narrate this as a you know twenty something year old and uh, mm-hmm. and I found mm-hmm. that I came upon this this concept because I was really struggling with this idea and I was speaking to a lot of um, places that you know how do I really connect people with with how quickly all of this is changing before our eyes mm-hmm. uh, because you often don't see it it it, it it's happening within a lifetime, but it, it feels like a, it's a long time away. And mm-hmm. um, and I kind of got the sense that it would I could I could really make this meaningful if I if I do it on the timeline of my life. And there's a lot of um, research out there about you know if things are continuing to go as forward as planned, these are the projections that will happen. And um, for what I find is that a lot of people have a specific statistic within the film that really mm-hmm. resonates with them. Yeah. And more people resonate with the lion statistic than anything else, and I think that is because really? it's an animal. It's like it's big, yeah. it's relatable. You know, we think about, like, lions in the wild. You know, it's the king, uh, you know, of, of its kingdom. And, mm-hmm. and you <laughs> then feel like, wow, well, that's something that's really close to me. Um, the other things like with forests and um, and coral reefs, uh, you know, it might, oh, might feel a little bit more esoteric um, and and people don't know what happens, you know, a lot of maybe some of us don't understand like, well, what happens if all the coral reefs die? Um, so what but, does happen? But, I'm sorry. I mean, I think <laughs> that, you know, it's, about a billion people um, rely on coral reefs for their food. And it's because it serves as a whole ecosystem underneath the the Earth. And if you think about it, almost all of our planet is is covered with ocean, not with not with just not with terra firma where we live. Um, so there's a whole level of ecosystem um, below uh, submerged in, in water um, that we don't know about. And uh, we, I just actually had Fabian Cousteau on, on my, um, my video series, and he was talking about, like, how much biodiversity can exist underwater and, and that we just have no clue and how much carbon is stored underwater. And, and the reality is if you're looking at it from a perspective of, like, health perspective, like, you know, our, our coral reefs mm. provide the ecosystem mm-hmm. that, that provides for a billion people. It provides not only that, but, like, tourism um, it, it, uh, the, the own, the own ecological integrity of, of the system, um, you know, and, and these things are all being, are all coming undone with the increase in temperature of the ocean, 
the um, acidity, the increasing acidity of our ocean, the um, the, uh, the the point source and non-point source pollution agriculture runoff that's that's uh, happening within within the, the the ocean system. There's a lot of things that are currently changing right now, and uh, and that for one, and that, that's something that extinction doesn't touch upon. Like we don't the five-minute film; it doesn't really go much into the the um, descriptions of what are happening. It just kind of says what is happening. Mm, yeah, well, it's very powerful the way it is. But I really like how you talk about the the health of the planet. Um, that's it's so interesting. I was thinking about that way when I was driving back here to come do this show today, and I was thinking, okay, I'm the wellness coach doing a show on sustainability, but it's this is this is about health too, um, and we're all connected. And we're, I think this is like the um, I think this is maybe the disconnect that maybe some of us um, have, and maybe it is because we're not out in nature as much as as we should be. You know, I think that's what John Muir was saying at one point is that, you know, the people that don't understand why we need to save quote unquote save nature or you know preserve it is because they're they're not out in it. Um, so there's that level of disconnect, but but it's absolutely true. I think that um, I mean, aren't the the rainforests our our lungs and the coral reefs? Um, you were talking about. Um, now, why is the why is the ocean becoming more acidic? I wasn't sure I understood why it's becoming more acidic. Um, I mean, oceans start to act, uh, acidify because of of the warming of the ocean. So basically, oh, what happens okay. is, is as the oceans warm, which we have a, a three, I think it's like a three degrees Celsius rise um, by mid-century, which I think is over nine degrees, maybe Fahrenheit, um, somewhere between nine and eleven. I, I can't do the math in my head, but um, <laughs> it is a substantial amount of of increase in in air, and then also inevitably in water temperature. So as the oceans start to acidify. Um, what happens is that the calcium carbonate that makes up the shells and all the um, the uh, symbiosis of, of coral and, and polyps and all this other kind of stuff come undone. And actually they're seeing okay. um, shelled creatures uh, start to lose their shells. They can't even form their shells any longer. And corals, different oh, corals wow. exist in different temperatures. So as soon as you, you know, kind of kick the, that temperature up, you're not going to get a coral there any longer because it can't survive because it's the the ocean has has warmed to a degree. Now, if you also think about it from the the ice caps melting, um, now if you ever go skiing or snowboarding, mm-hmm. and you're on you're on the slope and you're in, it's winter and you don't put sunscreen on and you come back with an incredible sunburn. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen this with people. I was just like, wow, did you just come back from the beach or like some, you know, somewhere like Turks and Caicos? And they're like, no, no, I was like being <laughs> in Aspen or whatever. And they're, they're truly burned. And what happens is when the sun hits the uh, the ice caps, which is the significant, is or was a significant portion of, of, our, um, of our Earth, the mm-hmm. light bounces back. It reflects. So that's why you get, you get right. sunburned um, because the light is hitting the white, it reflects, and you uh, you get a sunburn. That's and, and so that's that's what the poles are doing. It's actually reflecting the light back, hitting the UVA and UVB rays back and up into the um, up into the atmosphere. Now, what oh, happens? Wow. I mean, you've always you've always walked like if you if you okay. So if you fly over um, you know kind of an ocean or um, you see a pool down below or whatever, the color if you're far enough up is is black. 
um, hmm. and, mm-hmm. and it absorbs it absorbs light. And it, of course, if you've ever gone on asphalt hmm. or you know in the city without kind of shade and you're walking on asphalt, it's hot it's because when things mm-hmm. are black and darker in color, it absorbs the heat. So as we start losing more and more of our ice caps, we're absor- that that light is hitting our oceans and it's absorbing more and more of that heat energy, and oh, wow. it's, it's warming our oceans. So that's essentially what what okay. is what is also what's happening about how our oceans are warming and becoming more acidic. Hmm. Wow. That's I've never heard that. That's fascinating. And then of course another residual side effect. It's like a domino effect. Then it's the polar bears are. I mean, that's another species that potentially might go extinct. Is that safe to say? With because they're yeah, they're losing their habitat. Yeah, and I um uh I was actually going to include um the polar bear thing in there, but I I thought mm-hmm. it was uh I, I had to make a decision on on kind of which ones I really wanted to to, to put in there, and I thought that mm-hmm. the lion, for whatever reason, was was more powerful because it's something mm-hmm. that is almost like lesser known. It's not talked about as much. Oh, yeah, I had no idea, and yeah, I was I was actually shocked to hear that. And then um, there are kind, they are very archetypal as well, lions. Yeah, um, they're, like you said, they're kind of like the the. Um, it's just yeah, it's just so. Um, it is. It can be overwhelming to think about everything that's happening, and yet there's. Um, you were talking about a positive feedback loop. Um, and and part of that way is to to become connected and to work with other people and kind of do um, and also maybe like do grassroots. I mean, I kind of, what, kind of what I see you doing is grassroots. I mean, you're doing it on a bigger level, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I really, I, I, I feel like look, I, I still feel like very grassroots. I mean, uh, um, mm-hmm. I, I often, I think that what we have to figure out, like within our own lives, is like how do you, how do you want to work? And I, I feel as if I mm-hmm. am more comfortable working on many different things at once, almost like in a project basis. And mm-hmm. um, and I just mm-hmm. happened to kind of hit upon something that really struck a chord, and mm-hmm. it's largely because I think fashion is very mediagenic. It's it's, a, it's afforded me the opportunity to kind of um, branch out into all these different types of other projects, which is really good for me because, quite honestly, I love kind of that that, that project based mentality. Um, mm-hmm. Source for style, another thing that kind of like started as a project became a little bit big, and I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> I was already I was already transitioning out of it, but I had um, Benita like be able to run it because you know when you, mm-hmm. it comes down to it, you just got to be honest with yourself and just be like, okay, is this something that I want to run for the rest of my life, or is it something that am I more comfortable as a person kind of going out and like starting something new? And mm-hmm. and I, you know, I do feel that you know mm-hmm. staying ahead of the curve and and being at the pulse of what's going on and and knowing you know, when you need to kind of change it up for yourself, but also kind mm-hmm. of for the, the greater whole. And I think that, you know, the um, the conversation style um, show that we're doing is, is for me, it's kind of a manifestation of um, being able to push the conversation forward, like being able to um, not share the glossy part of the story, but really go down into the, the heart of the matter, because I think that's what's going to, now progress things forward, not only kind of getting your hands dirty and build, helping build the infrastructure um, to make mm-hmm. things possible, like with Source mm-hmm. of Style, I mean, after writing Style Naturally, like the next step was just like, well, how do we build the infrastructure to make it possible? We could mm-hmm. we could talk about it and yes. like have, like express how much we love it, but how do we get it into people's hands? 
Um, wow. And then, you know, the, the, I think with the film for me right now, um, quite personally, it's like I don't think enough of the real story is being told. We've done mm-hmm. a really good job kind of getting people excited about whatever it is, but, mm-hmm. but now we have to kind of communicate about the, the journey and the struggles and the challenges so that people can, one, be aware of it and also get excited about it. Um, because mm, not absolutely. Because for a challenge. And if, if not, every, not everybody's up for that challenge, and if, and if they're not, then, you know, okay, great, let's, let's concentrate on something else. But for those who, who are, um, you know, let, let them hear other people talk about, about their, um, you know, their, their visions in life so that um, it can manifest in other people's lives um, um, similarly, if not, um, or differently if they want to take a different path. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I think that's one of the things you do really well is, I mean, you you are an electrifying speaker, and so you, you do kind of, you're really good at and kind of being like the Pied Piper, like, okay, let's, uh, for anyone who's interested and has the the energy and the, you know, the motivation, or maybe you're, I think you're also good at motivating people, too, but, um, yeah, they, I think you're you're right, we do need to get down in the trenches now, and um, but it's also, it, it is good to have awareness, and um, so I just, I think it is, um, like, so where where is that? Um, if you could maybe leave like um, one or two kind of key points with people, like what are those like a few things um, that would maybe help someone who's on the fence or maybe curious but doesn't really um, is not sure if they want to go a little deeper, you know, with um, maybe getting involved in environmental activism. Um, is there anything maybe that you can think of that's motivating that might that might help them tap into their passion? You know, it's um, start with. I mean, the thing is, start with yourself first. Uh, mm. You know, I got into the fashion mm-hmm. industry because um, because we all wear clothes, and and it was it, it definitely <laughs> yeah. is a mediagenic industry. But it's like one of those things that we all wear clothes. You know, we all kind of eat. We all get up in the morning. We all take a shower. You know, there's certain things that really connect us, and I think that you, in order to. I, I, I mean, hey, I'm not going to say don't, like, start in your community and everything because it, it kind of is counterintuitive to what I said before where, um, you know, you want to be able to help other people out. But mm-hmm. sometimes if you if you start things in your own life, that can be an inspiration for other people. And mm-hmm. it That's might true. be, yeah. it, you know, I just chatted with this other gentleman the other day who's really wonderful and um, he's going to come on the show. His name is Stephen Risk and he w- works with uh, the Green Bronx Machine. And he's like, I have to tell you, I lost 60, or, or he's like, did he say 60? No, he lost 100 pounds. He's like, I lost 100 pounds. And, uh, and he's, he's proselytizing. He's always talking about getting the bad guys out of the school, which is like the Mars bars, you know, the, the candies, the sodas, and everything yeah. like that. And he's like, I, I want to show, I was like, well, congratulations, you just lost, lost 10, 10 packs of potatoes, like a 10-pound bag of potatoes. <laughs> You know, that's that's yeah. incredible. And he wanted to serve as um a a role model for his children in his classes mm-hmm. to show, hey, you could do this because childhood obesity is on a crazy rise. Like, oh, we're, absolutely. We're at thirty six percent obesity rate right now and by mid I think by twenty thirty five we're projected to be that America is gonna have fifty percent of people who are going to be obese. That's a hundred wow. pounds over your normal body weight. And wow. and this this is obviously like something that goes back into the food that we're eating, the lethargy, um, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of different dynamics of of what's going on there. So, what better way than to actually make yourself healthy? 
you know, mm, and that yes. only be better for your family and also hopefully be inspiring to other people as well. So there's all sorts of different ways that I think that people could start, but you just have to kind of look into your own life and, and not do a blanket statement. Like for me, it was mm-hmm. about bringing more green into my life, into my home, and being able to share that with more people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I took joy in that. I mean, of course, I've done you know, all the other wonderful things that you mentioned, but it's, mm-hmm. it's those, you know, things that you kind of bring into your house that you enjoy that you then feel very comfortable sharing with other people. I mean, to have that, you know, relationship kind of building the mason jar herb garden in my kitchen with my father was, like I said, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been around for 28 years. Like, that was, like, the most fun thing that I've ever done with my dad. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, and, and he got a kick out of it. Now he sees everybody kind of responding to it on Facebook, and he feels, like, proud about his own abilities. I mean, you can't get better than that. I mean, it's, it, it, really is, it, it really is quite wonderful. Um, it is. Those, those and are it's, the things yeah. I and it's, I love, yeah, and it's also, I think it is, it's like whatever is going to make that connection for you. And even if it is like um, maybe trying a few different foods that might make you feel a little better or a little different, that might in, in turn make you think a little different. Or like you said, even bringing more green, like greening up your home a little or, um, and it doesn't have to be the standard things that you're mentioning, you know, like it is good to do all the basic things too, but just it's making that passionate connection and what's going to turn on that light bulb for you so that you realize like, oh, wait a second, this is I'm connected to this, and if this if this dies, then so do I. Um, and it's, it's not you know, it's not complicated. Like, I'm it's not yeah. complicated at all. I mean, it really you you really got to get down and just be like, you know, what what do I want out of my life? Like, do I not want to be paying these exorbitant health bills because I'm lethargic all the time? Well, maybe it means like kind of getting up in the morning and and going for a light jog or a walk or. You know, maybe it means kind of changing, you know, just one of the things that you're eating um, in, in life. I mean, these are all these are all things that we just have to kind of put our minds to and commit. And uh, but you just gotta you gotta get the sense with your own life about what works for you. I mean, some women say, yeah, you know, I want I want you know to change my wardrobe. I want to change my beauty routine. Um, you know, it it could it could come in many shapes, ways, and forms, and just and people often think that they kind of have to bite off this huge chunk that they have to, like, be as successful as, like, the, their neighbor or the, the partner or the person on the interview. And it's not, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about, you know, creating a really happy, healthy uh, existence for yourself and mm. being able to share mm-hmm. that with, with other people and taking, mm. and taking joy in that. Absolutely. I love the way you say that. And then it, that in turn, um, so when you kind of, when you create your own sustainable, healthy life, then that you can in turn radiate that out and touch other people, which is what I see you doing and so beautifully. So um, you're right. It does. I think it does start within. And um, and I, I find it really exhilarating um, to, um, for me, nature is, I just, I feel very, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, for instance, I'm going to go take a walk in the nature park after this um, just because I have to, like it's, it's not something that I I feel like I need to do. I feel like it's um, I do it because my soul needs it, you know. And it's um, so I don't I don't know. I just and that and that in turn keeps me in balance, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. 
Well, good for um, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm lucky. Well, I'm lucky where I live here. But um, we just we're getting we're getting toward the end of the show here, Summer. But I just wonder if there's anything like a takeaway that you want to leave with people, um, or and I, just, I want to mention your websites again. Um, so and also your book. Um, um, so Source for Style is your website to connect um, designers with sustainable fabrics and textiles. Is that yeah. correct? And then yeah, Style Naturally, okay. Um, Style Naturally is your fabulous book on fashion and also just um, um, a lot of the. Um, there's a, you know there's a lot of like websites in there and um, you kind of throw in like how to be more how to live a more sustainable life in general in there as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got Eco, um, you've got your recycled optics and shades called Eco by Summer Rain Oaks. And um, then also you have your two websites. Well, you probably have more than that, but there's I know summerrain.net and yeah, summerrain.com. Yeah, summerrain.net is is, uh, is totally fine. The, the big that one. Is a link is a link to all the others. So um, okay. Uh, so yeah, all the others are kind of a moot point because you can just uh, okay. Um, you can just go to go to that one and it can link you to all the others. Okay, and that's R A Y N E for anyone who's listening. And then um, you can also follow Summer at twitter.com forward slash S R O A K E S. And yeah, Summer, is there anything that you'd like to leave with us today? Any kind of takeaway? Anything at all? <laughs> and thank you so um, much for being no, here. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I think it was a really wonderful time, and I just um, wish everybody uh, the the best and to um, to really you know hone in on. And what your your truth is, and and be able mm. to to follow your your passion with uh, with the the utmost respect and hard work. Um, so so mm. yeah, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note, and I just want to add to that. I see in your other bio here, um, you say we all come from different backgrounds, different cultures. We are all in different places in our lives. Um, do what works for you where you are in your life. Let your own fire, blaze your own path, work hard, and most importantly, live by example. I love that. Yeah. So, um, Well, thank you so much, Summer. I can't um, thank you enough. I really appreciate your time today. And, um, yeah, I just thank you so much for a really um, amazing interview. And um, thank you for all that you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time, Judy. And um, okay. you. You too. Take care. Talk- All right. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.